Today we turn our attention to the tenth and final chapter of the book of Esther. Vayosem This concluding chapter is a strange one. Strange indeed. It is short, very short, just three psukim. And it doesn't seem to really be connected to the story that we need, that we read and studied and elaborated upon. It's almost as if it was tacked on as an afterthought. But yet, as I hope to show you, it has a certain special importance. The king Achashverosh placed a tax upon the land and upon the islands of the sea. And all the account of his power and his strength of Achashverosh. And the entire matter of Mordechai's greatness. That Mordechai Asher Gidloha Melech, that Mordechai who was elevated by the king. All the details. Haloheim Kisuvim al Sefer Divrei Hayomim, the Malchei Modai Uforos. They're all to be found and written in the chronicles, in the archives of the king of Modai Uforos. Go find them in the old archives. Ki Mordechai Hayehudi Mishnela Melechachashverosh. Mordechai the Yehudi was the second in command to King Achashverosh. Vigodol Yehudim, he was great to the Jews. Viratsui l'rov echov, he was popular to rov echov, which might mean to the multitude of his brothers, or it might mean to the majority of his brothers. Doresh tov liyamo, he always sought for the good of his people. Vidover shalom l'chol zaro, and he was a spokesman of peace for all of his descendants. What are we to make of these three final pesukim? Rav Bachrach writes, Perik Yud Zeh HaSogeres Megilosenu Kotzer Huma'od. Very short. Ein ba v'alishlosho pesukim. Just three sentences. V'yein ba udovo mimashe kivinu mimenu. This is not what we were looking for. We were looking for some grand old happy ever after uh, climax of some sort. But all it does is end the story. And if it ends the story, why not end at the end of the last chapter with the Egeres, with the celebration of Purim, which, with all of that being recorded v'nichtov b'sefer. Mepharshim writes, Rabbi struggled with this issue. And so too do the students in the classroom. Rabbi was a teacher par excellence. So he says, the students in my classroom also wonder, what's the meaning of this chapter? And they try to answer it. Bachwach is not above quoting the children that he teaches. And they have an answer. And the answer is that the whole story of the Megillah is not a miraculous one. It is a hidden miracle. And therefore, in order to cover up the, the miracle, it all ends on this low note Oh, this is all written about. It's all part of the story. It's all on file. You can find it all in the history books. No big deal. The miracle is below the surface. And indeed, writes Rav Kadmonim, One of the very early commentators, Rabbi Menachem Bar Chelbo, 
בן דורו של הרשב"ם, הרשב"ם, a contemporary of the Rashbam. This parak is not coming to tell you anything you don't already know. But only to end it on a, on a, on a different note. As if to say, This is the end of the story. There's nothing more to be told. There is a manuscript which Rabbachra quotes, which was published by a scholar, a Jewish scholar named Aaron Yelenek, which says as follows: "Divreni sim v'nora oz shetzrichim lepirsim haneis kosafti lechavas seferzet." There's a lot to this story, but not all of it are we being told here. We're only being told that which we need to know. Because that which is related to the miracle which happened to the Jews. Everything else that happened. Everything which is just a matter of, of partying, of excursions, of trips and journeys and ordinary affairs. Everything else of interest that there is to be told about Achashverosh and Mordechai, yes, it's very interesting, but it's not related to the Nais. It's not related to this story. And therefore, it is not written here. You want to learn about it? Then fine, look it up in the archives, in the Divrei Hayomim of Malchei Mordechai for us. But not in the Holy in the Holy Scriptures. Of course, the King Achashverosh, the chapter begins, placed a tax upon everyone. It's interesting how the story began, how the story ended. The story began with Achashverosh's party, his trying to win popularity with the people, and it ends with him uh, imposing a heavy tax upon everyone. This is Achashverosh. In the words of the Gemara and Megillah, Hu Achashverosh, Hu Berisho, Metchilo, Sofo. He's a Russia from beginning to end. A Russia one way in the beginning, a Russia another way in the end, but a Russia through and through. <coughs> He is Ratsui Mordechai Lerov Echov. Rashi says in a powerful, powerful sentence that Mordechai was Ratsui, Mordechai was popular, Lerov Echov, to most of his brothers. Velo Lechol Echov, but not to all of his brothers. Why? Why not to all? Says Rashi. Sanhedrin. Some of the elders of Sanhedrin distanced themselves from Mordechai. Because Mordechai became a politician. He became close to the king. He became involved in, in governmental matters. And therefore, he was no longer able to study Talmud as he once was before. He was not able to study to learn Torah the way he once was. And therefore, he was not Ratsui Lecholechov. He was only Ratsui only to most, most of his brothers, but not 
not to all of them. I want to just share with you the words of conclusion with which Rav Bachrach, whose sefer we have really mined for these past ten days. His sefer, by the way, again, is called Kisavuni Lidoros. I recommend it heartily to you. I've drawn from it heavily, but not totally. And therefore, if you really want to treat, sometime between now and this coming Purim, which is months and months away, get yourself this sefer and study it in depth. And he concludes by connecting us to the Pasuk and Tehillim, which reads, God, I called upon you in my time of sorrow, my time of trouble, and I, I placed my reliance upon you, and you answered me. You said you will answer me in the hiddenness of thunder, in the hidden part of thunder. Writes Rav Bachrach, Megillas Esther. Megillas Esther is written It's a hidden thunder. It's it's not obvious what's going on here. It is a hidden song, a hidden uh, a hidden praise. This praise, this song, it's hidden. Just as the hand of God is hidden. As the Novi Yeshaya says, You are a God who hides himself. You are a God who saves, who rescues, who does perform salvation but you do it in a hidden, hidden way. And this, of course, is the theme of the Navi, of the book of Esther. Everything there is hidden, hidden in ways which, to some extent, are apparent and obvious, but to a great extent, are not. And he ends by quoting a medrash, Reishis Rabbo, Esther Rabbo, Mordechai Hoyo Mitukan Ligula. Mordechai was destined to be the vehicle of the redemption. In so many ways, and these are my words now, not the words of Rav Bachrach, but my words after studying together with you these ten chapters of Megillus Esther. This is not a book of history. This is the book of eternity. This is the book of contemporary relevance. We too in our time and all Jews in all times live through the story of Megillus Esther. Things are happening all the time, all around us. Things are happening in the palaces of kings, in the courtyards of the greats of the world. Things are happening. We can read the newspapers and think we know what's going on, but beneath the surface, what's happening, what's brewing, is a geula, is the redemption of the Jewish people. And just as the Jews in the time of Megillus Esther had no way of knowing about the hand of God working its way through all of the political intrigues and all of the ups and downs and ins and outs, so too in our time. There's a God behind the headlines. There's a God behind everything that's happening. And that God is bringing a Geula Shlema. And that God will see to it 
that one day soon, La Yehudi Mahoisa Oda Vesimcha Vesasan Vikor, that one time soon in our time, we will have light and joy and happiness and great, great dignity. Thank you for sharing these 10 days with me. I hope that together we have been able to learn a bit more than we knew before about Megillah's Esther. Thank you.